Blog Talk Radio. Number one source for knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network. Thank you. 
committing a crime Get a lot for that, I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line
fire. <laughs> I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is the Foundation, and we are High Frequency. Appreciate you checking us out. Where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always, we are looking to correctly apply that correct information here at the foundation. Today's episode is try and fake it or keep it real. If you're wondering... What's this man going to talk about? I'm just going to just, you know, I'm going to break it to you. We're talking form versus substance. That's what we're talking in, in dealings, in transactions, period. That's what we're getting into tonight here at the foundation. I want to start off as I do every time by saying all praises, thanks, honors to the creator and the ancestors for without them, we would not be here. I would like to say peace, big up, salute to my big brother. I call him the OG uncle of the conscious community, high frequency radio network creator, Yusuf L. Shout out to the big brother. Make sure you check out SPCUniversity.PrivateSideSolutions if you're looking to do your dance with the secure party process. Got documents available. I think he may be working on the site, but nonetheless, really, really hardworking brother. Shout out to the brother Yusuf Bell. I also would like to welcome you to check out Welcome to the Foundation.com. We will be doing another silver giveaway. The only way to get that information will be to be signed up on the email list. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We're going to get that kicked off pretty soon here, shortly. Shortly. So sign up for the email list, exclusive content, and offers at welcometothefoundation.com. Also, make sure you check out that PDF section. Get your free learn on. As well as check out the educational tab. We got the passport, no social, part one, part two. The brother Chris L. came through, put it down, goes through all the information. We also have the Foundation Trust Primer. If you're brand new to trust, you don't know where to start. There's over 80 different types of trust. I'm confused. Make sure you check out that Trust Primer. It's over 18 documents handpicked by yours truly to get you on the right track. Then I suggest you subsequently... Grab that Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. Breaks down the trust that we utilize in the private here at the Foundation, as well as in trustee training here at the Foundation, from Supreme Court case law to Internal Revenue Code to contract law. We go through all of it. On the trust primer, even get into some, you know, intermediate, intermediate, excuse me, 
information and tactics, you know, with regards to private trust administration. That is Foundation Trust Series. It's three parts. Three parts of the Trust Series. That's that. Welcome to the Foundation.com. And if you so are inclined, make sure you check out the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. You can find those all at the website. Welcome to the Foundation.com. Also, you can book a consultation as well as if you feel the need you can make a donation all at the same spot welcome to the foundation.com i want to say peace to all the listeners peace to all the live callers called into the show on the switchboard shout out to you all the live listeners live internet listeners archive listeners podcast listeners mp3 listeners however you checking out the show I want to say peace to you you I also want to say peace to all the trustees in private trustee training here at the foundation, as well as peace to all those investing in their private education, even if it is outside the foundation. And finally, we want to say peace to anyone that we've done business with in the private via consultation or otherwise, as well as peace to anyone who has sent an email well wishes or current event or otherwise added to the foundation and definitely want to say peace to you appreciate y'all joining us we out here doing doing that dance we're about to do that dance so like I said today's episode is try it I'm sorry try and fake it or keep it real, you know, what you gonna do? You got choices, you know. One of the one of the greatest things about living this life is that, you know, we have choices that we can make. We get to choose. So what are you gonna choose? You gonna fake it? Or are you gonna keep it real when it comes to trust administration, when it comes to business administration, when it comes to your private affairs, your private relationships, you gonna fake it, you're gonna keep it real. But first, we're going to get into these current events. Crazy, crazy times, y'all. Crazy times. CBS News, with the moratorium ending, more than 8 million households face foreclosure or eviction, even as the nation rebounds from the panorama. More than 2 million homeowners are behind on their mortgages and risk being forced out of their homes in a matter of weeks. This is a new Harvard University housing report most of the homeowners at risk of foreclosure are either low income or families of color said researchers excuse me who published the 2021 state of the nation's housing report congress has dedicated 10 billion dollars to help homeowners get caught up on payments but it's unclear if that funding will make it to families before Mortgage companies begin sending out foreclosure notices, researchers say. Separately, millions more renters are, quote, on the brink of eviction, end quote. The Harvard researchers found census data show that 6 million households are still behind on rent and could face eviction at the end of this month when federal eviction protections are expected to expire. The Center for Disease Control order 
halting some evictions and federal limitations on foreclosures for federally backed housing both expire on June 30th. Two typos in this article, cbsnews.com. First of all, eliminations instead of limitations, but I'm, I'm just going to keep going. You know, I'm a professional. Housing advocates have pushed for the Biden administration to extend both, but there's no indication an extension will happen. What do, you, what do y'all think? What do y'all think? What do y'all hope? Quote, with so many renters in financial distress, there are concerns about an impending wave of evictions. End quote. The Harvard report said more than 7 million homeowners took advantage of the foreclosure moratorium passed as part of the Panorama Relief and Economic Security Act last spring. The provision was later extended by the Biden White House as of March 2021. Most of those homeowners have started repaying lenders and some are even up to date with their lenders, but that leaves about 2.1 million still behind on their mortgages, researchers said. Of that number, about 325,000 homeowners have a Federal Housing Administration loan or FHA loan and are behind at least 60 days. The word lease is spelled L-A-E-S-T. Who wrote this article? Who wrote this article? For real. I mean, there's mad typos. I mean, who's the editor at CBSNews.com? They are most likely people of color. The United States Department of Housing and Urban Development said today Uh, quote, for those households with secure employment and good quality housing, their homes provided a safe haven from the panorama. But for millions struggling to cover their rent or mortgage, their housing situations have become increasingly insecure. Increasingly. And these disparities are likely to persist even as the economy recovers. End quote. That's Harvard researcher Chris Herbert. That's what he said in his statement. The report also touches on sharp on the sharp increase in home prices since mid-2020, the shortage of homes available for sale nationwide, and the home ownership gap between so-called black and so-called white. Americans, the so-called black home ownership rate was 46% during the first quarter of 2021 compared to 74% for so-called white Americans, researchers said. There was a slight improvement statistically in the gap, but the numbers are, quote, still large by historical standards, end quote. They said... The gap remains large part because the income gaps between so-called blacks and so-called white households. So households, excuse me, researchers said in 2019, the median income for a household headed by a quote white person was $76,100. For a household headed by a quote black person was just $45,000, according to the census. Quote accumulating the savings needed for a down payment and closing costs is difficult for most first-time home buyers, but especially. For renter households of color, 
End quote. This is according to the report, which was funded by Wells Fargo, Habitat for Humanity, the National Association of Realtors, and the National Association of Home Builders, pumping more money into the home. Down payment assistance programs that state and local governments offer and targeting those dollars to people of color would help shrink the gap. The report recommended. Well, I don't know what you think. CNN Business retail sales fell last month. Oh, dear. You know, it's, it's, it's quite possible. It's, it's absolutely possible that this, this is going to continue as a trend. But, you know, retail sales are down. U.S. retail sales fell 1.3% in May as the sector continues to come down from the stimulus-fueled high of recent months. The last round of stimulus checks from the American Rescue Plan approved by Congress in March boosted consumer spending in the early spring months, but the sugar rush has warmed off. Sales numbers for April, which were initially reported as flat, were revised, the culprit dragging the May sales down was autos, with car sales declining 3.7%. Stripping them out entirely, retail sales fell by seven-tenths of a percent last month. The data are tracking vehicle sales, which showed 16-year highs at 18.8 million cars sold in April, but a slowdown in May, according to Action Economics Market Economist Benjamin Engen, citing data from the National Automobile Dealers Association. May retail sales were still 28% higher than they were last year when many non-essential stores were closed. I mean, wouldn't we expect that? I would expect it to be the sales to be higher than when the entire world pretty much was in it a 100% lockdown status but hey man whatever you can do to have some nice sounding numbers clothing stores were a bright spot last month sales of clothing stores increased 3% areas that have surged in the panorama such as electronics and sporting goods stores declined last month sales at electronic stores dipped 3.4% still America's retail industry is expecting a strong year thanks to more consumers getting poked poked and returning to stores as well as fiscal stimulus boosting consumer spending in the first half of 2021 national retail federation and man, they got a federation <laughs> an industry group expects retail sales to grow between 10 and a half to 13 and a half percent to more than 4.44 trillion dollars this year nearly double a previous forecast it gave in february quote the economy and consumer spending have proven to be much more resilient than initially forecasted, end quote. This is National Retail Federation Matthew Shea said last week. Walmart CEO Doug McMillan said, quote, my optimism is higher than it was at the beginning of the year. Our customers want to get out and shop, end quote. Some businesses are also struggling to hire there are 965,000 open jobs in the retail sector in April, according to the latest Labor Department figures, more than double the figure from last April, and 106,000 retail workers 
quit their position. My goodness, what's really happening? I usually don't talk about this, but dang, y'all. An eighth of the U.S. population is sweltering under a record-breaking heat dome. Climate change is making it worse. With upwards of 300 record high temperatures in jeopardy just this week, more than an eighth of the United States population, which is over 40 million people, are on alert across the western United States for a long-lasting, potentially lethal heat wave. Quote, no easy way to say this, so we'll just cut straight to the chase. It's going to be very, very hot for a long time, end quote, tweeted the National Weather Service in Salt Lake City. In the lead up to this historic heat wave, this heat wave and the exceptional drought in the Southwest are part of a damaging feedback loop enhanced by climate change. Experts say the hotter it gets, the drier it gets, the drier it gets, the hotter it gets. Quote, when it comes to extreme weather, climate change is loading the weather dice against us. We always have a chance of extreme heat, particularly in the summer, but as the world warms, we see that summer heat waves are coming earlier, lasting longer, and are becoming hotter and more intense. And quote, this is Catherine Hayho. <laughs> I'm not playing. That's her name. Her name is Catherine Hayho. H A Y H O E. I'm not. I can't take it. <laughs> She's a climate researcher. And the chief scientist for the Nature Conservancy, she got teased in school. Hopefully she didn't grow up in the hood because she would have got flayed. The Southwest is caught under a heat dome on Tuesday. Salt Lake City recorded its third consecutive day of triple-digit heat, setting both daily and all-time records along the way. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be mature. I've never seen a last name like that. The city soared to a high of 107 degrees on Tuesday afternoon, tying its all-time record high previously reached in the month of July. So imagine what's going to happen next month, player. For some perspective, records in Salt Lake City back, date back to 1874. In that time, there have been over 50,000 calendar days of temperatures observed Tuesday marks only the third time the city has ever soared to 107 degrees, roughly one, a one in 50 year event. The cause is a massive ridge of high pressure commonly referred to as a heat dome that is rapidly gaining strength over the western United States. A combination of sinking air, clear skies and lengthy, lengthy, excuse me, solar radiation will send temperatures as much as 10 to 25 degrees Above seasonal values this week, the ridge is also responsible for the unrelenting drought as it directs rain away from the region. I'm going to stop there. If you are in the southwest, looks like the Midwest. I mean, look, it's going to be South Dakota's going to get it. Uh, California, ouch, ouch face. Y'all take care of yourselves. Make sure you stay hydrated. Because it's going down. CNBC News. Consumer prices surged 5% in May, the fastest pace since 2008. 
Inflation soared by 5% in May, the fastest year-over-year pace since 2008, as surging demand from the reopening economy met supply chains choked with shortages. Um, and I'm just going to add my little piece in there. And inflation, mad stimulus being printed, more and more Federal Reserve notes chasing the same or actually less goods and services is going to raise prices my friends rising prices in the heating yet fragile economy continue to erode consumer purchasing power oh it's not the stimulus that's eroding the purchasing power oh about my bad this is according to the latest consumer price index report which is the bureau of labor statistics um i don't believe them manufacturers cut production during the early days of the panorama and are scrambling to catch up blah 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 yippity skippy moving forward New York Times US averted one housing crisis but another is in the wings a moratorium on evictions did little to address the bigger problem the country is running out of affordable places for people to live June 16th is the date on this article which is today the United States averted the most dire predictions about what the panorama would do to the housing market an eviction wave never materialized the share of people behind on mortgages after falling steadily for months recently hit its pre panorama level but a comprehensive report on housing conditions over the past year makes clear that while one crisis is passing another is growing much worse Like the broader economy, the housing market is split on divergent tracks, according to the annual State of the Nation's Housing Report released today by Harvard's Joint Center for Housing Studies. While one group of households is rushing to buy homes with savings built during the panorama, another is being locked out of home ownership as prices March upward, and those who bore the brunt of the panorama job losses remain saddled with debt and in danger of losing their homes. Quote, millions of households were financially unscathed coming out of the panorama. This is Alexander Herman, senior research analyst at the Joint Center for Housing Studies, who went on to say, quote, but the panorama has left millions of others struggling to make their housing payments, especially lower-income households, and, you guessed it, people of color. For the past year, lower-income tenants have relied heavily on government support to pay their monthly bills. These measures have helped About a third of renters used unemployment or stimulus payments to pay rent at some point during the panorama, but the majority of renters still had to borrow or draw on savings to cover bills, leaving them less able to weather future emergencies, much less safe for personal investments or a down payment on a his own. The result is that even with a patchwork of federal, state, and local eviction moratoriums in some five trillion dollars in federal relief that included expanded unemployment benefits and tens of billions in housing assistance roughly seven million tenants were behind on rent with savings tapped out and unemployment benefits set to lapse the financial damage to low-income households remains severe enough that they will need more support if they're to recover with the broader economy 
the Harvard report said, man. Moving forward, houses are definitely a theme today, CNN business. Too many Americans can't afford homes. The basic American contract is that if you work hard and play by the rules, you should be able to purchase a home and provide a comfortable living for your family. But this contract has long been broken for far too many people. Working families in every American city and town, particularly millennials and African-American and Hispanic individuals and families are denied one of the most effective ways to create equity and achieve stability that an affordable single family home provides. This problem has been even further exacerbated as housing and lumber prices have soared in recent months. In New York City, we've seen working-class neighborhoods steamrolled by gentrification to become luxury, leaving those who grew up and worked there with no affordable place to rent or buy. Too often, renters are forced to either stay and face mounting financial stress or move out of the only neighborhood they have ever called home. Working-class residents who are trying to become homeowners are often priced out of neighborhoods that have gentrified and become popular and are left with little to no options to build wealth. None of these options are acceptable, and they all can lead to a reduction in one's quality of life and physical and mental health. The impossible situation has only been compounded by the panorama where more than 20 million jobs were lost in just a single month. In fact, in July 2020, 52% of Americans ages 18 to 29 were living with their parents. We have seen a housing success story in East Brooklyn that proves what is possible when critical masses of affordable homes are built in once devastated communities. Since then, block after block of once empty and debris-filled sites have been transformed into decent, affordable housing. In the process, though, who, those who bought these homes, all first-time home buyers, averaged more than $300,000 in equity, according to East Brooklyn congregations. It's now time for policymakers in Washington to confront this issue. We will never correct the extreme and worsening housing deficit or the wealth gap if we don't accelerate and expand the construction of affordable single-family homes in the nation. NBC News, rising cost of steel, lumber, And copper is hampering home building and pushing house prices out of reach. Yipes. Home building rebounded less than expected in May as very expensive lumber and shortages of other materials continue to constrain builders' ability to take advantage of an acute shortage of houses on the market. The latest housing report from the Commerce Department on Housing completions show permits for future home construction fall into a seven-month low. Housing completions also declined while the number of homes authorized for construction but not yet started rose to the highest level since 1999, indicating supply will likely remain tight for a while and boost house price inflation. What about printing a bunch of Federal Reserve notes? Does that boost inflation? 
Y'all can see I'm kind of upset with the lack of actual disclosure with the full scope of this inflation that we're seeing across the board. Houses, food, used vehicles. You try to buy a used car lately? You probably look four times at the price like, hold on, what? Shortages of materials and labor have builders struggling to increase production of new homes. Though the demand remains strong, potential home buyers should expect tight inventories and rising prices for both new and existing homes for the foreseeable future. This is Robert Frick, corporate economist at Navy Federal Credit Union. I'm moving forward. Exorbitant lumber scarce materials hampering U.S. home building. That's Reuters.com. You see the trend? CNBC producer prices climbed 6.6% in May on an annual basis, the largest 12-month increase ever, period. And usually they'd be like, oh, since the 2008 fund, nope, ever. In history, producer prices rose at their fastest annual clip in nearly every... Man, these people... Why, yo, who who's writing the news these days? Every sector in May, as inflation continued to build in the U.S. economy, the Labor Department reported the 6.6% surge was the biggest 12-month rise in final demand index since the Bureau of Labor Statistics began tracking the data on a monthly basis. The producer price index for final demand rose ahead of the Dow Jones estimate. Those higher price pressures came amid a pronounced dip in retail sales, which fell in May worse than the estimate. According to the Census Bureau, the disappointment in that number was tempered by a sharp upward revision to the April number, which went from flat to get this, a gain of nine-tenths of a percent. Goods inflation continued to be the dominant inflation force In the panorama economy, goods have run well ahead of services as economic lockdowns constrained consumer demand for services-related purchases, excluding food and energy. I don't know why. I don't know why they exclude food and energy. I don't know why. We need both of those, but I guess it makes the numbers look better. It's still crazy high. Uh, The 12-month final demand rose 5.3%, which also was the biggest increase since the Bureau of Labor Statistics started tracking that number, too. Substantial price increases at the producer end came from non-ferrous metals, which jumped 6.9% for the month. Prices of grains also surged, rising 25.7% player, while oil seeds increased 19.5% and beef and veal rose 10.5%. Fresh fruits and melons fell 1.9% with basic organic chemicals and asphalt on the decline as well. Those services continue to be lower contributor to overall producer price pressures. The index rose for a fifth straight month. Please believe we're going to be dealing with higher prices for a while. Let the, the Federal Reserve, Jer- Jerome Powell will tell you inflation is transitory, which means that it's temporary. They're, they're lying. It's a lie. Mark my words. CNBC. Nope. 
the Fed moves up its timeline for rate hikes as inflation rises. I remember a couple weeks ago, the Fed was like, we're not even thinking about thinking about raising rates. Oh, how the tables turn. The Federal Reserve today considerably raised its expectations for inflation this year and brought forward the time frame on when it will next raise interest rates. However, the central bank gave no indication as to when it will begin cutting back on its aggressive bond buying program. It's buying bonds. It's buying all types of stuff, man. The Fed be buying. The Fed be buying. Quote, you can think of this meeting that we had as the talking about talking about it meeting. <laughs> I thought you weren't even thinking about thinking about it. These fools, man, and they and and, and look. The their language kills me. Powell said in a phrase that recalled a statement he made that the Fed wasn't thinking about thinking about raising rates as expected. The policymaking Federal Open Market Committee unanimously left its benchmark short-term borrowing rate anchored near zero, but officials indicated that rate hikes could come as soon as 2023. <clears throat> It'll come sooner. They'll do it sooner, and it's going to crash the stock market, y'all. But officials indicated that rate hikes could come earlier. Oh, I should have kept reading before I opened my missile. The so-called dot plot of individual member expectations pointed to two hikes in 2023, though the Fed raised its headline inflation expectations to 3.4%, a full percentage point higher than the March projection. The post-meeting statement continued to say that inflation pressures are transitory. There's that word, y'all. The raised expectations come amid the biggest rise in consumer prices in 13 years. Quote, this is not what the market expected. End quote. This is James McCann, Deputy Chief Economist at Aberdeen Standard Investments, who went on to say, quote, the Fed is not is now, excuse me, signaling that rates will need to rise sooner and faster with their forecast suggesting two rate hike rate hikes in 2023. This change in stance jars a little with the Fed's recent claims that the recent spike in inflation is temporary, end quote. They be lying, y'all. They be lying. And then, you know, Jerome Powell, they were talking about, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna push to overshoot the inflation target of 2%. And the reason why he said that is because that's what he knew that's what was going to happen because they were printing all this fiat currency, man. I'm moving on. You see me getting upset? I'm just playing. I ain't getting upset. I'm not getting upset. NBC News. Federal Reserve holds interest rates steady, raises expectations for rising inflation. CNBC, the Dow falls 260 points. After the Fed signals two rate hikes in 2023, I'm telling y'all, they raise these rates, they're going to crash the stock market. The stock markets are falling even when they are talking about raising the interest rates. U.S. stocks dropped today after the Federal Reserve raised its inflation expectations and moved up the time frame on what it will next hike interest rates. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed down 265.66 points. The blue chip average turned sharply lower after the Fed statement, fall, uh, falling as much as 382 points. 
The S&P 500 dipped as well, dragged down by utilities and consumer staples. The broad equity benchmark dropped as much as the whole entire percentage point in volatile trading as all 11 sectors fell into the red. Yipes. What we got? Yahoo News. Wall Street closes lower as Fed officials project rate hike for 2023. The stock market is losing value in 2021 because the Federal Reserve said that they will start raising rates in 2023. Think about that for a second. CBS News mall owner Washington Prime declares bankruptcy, calling the panoramic insurmountable. Washington Prime Group has filed for bankruptcy protection, becoming the third major U.S. mall owner to go under because of the hit to shopping caused by the panorama. It's been a while since I said retail apocalypse. Washington Prime, which operates 102 malls around the country said stay-at-home orders and mandated business closures last year hurt business quote these measures ceased or significantly decreased foot traffic in washington prime groups shopping centers retail stores and restaurants the panorama proved insurmountable end quote the company said in court documents filed in the united states bankruptcy court in the Southern District District, excuse me, of Tejas. Company officials said in a statement that a new $100 million loan will keep its malls in operation while Washington Prime goes through bankruptcy proceedings. It has $3.5 billion in total debt and roughly $4 billion in assets. Court documents show Washington Prime was created in 2014 after being spun off from Simon Property Group, the nation's largest mall operator, Washington Prime today manages a total of 52 million square feet of retail space, including Scottsdale Quarter in Arizona, Pearl Ridge Center in Hawaii, Polaris Fashion Place in Ohio, and Waterford Lakes Town Center in Florida. Although the panorama proved to be the coup de grace, for many malls that have for years struggled to attract shoppers amid the growth of e-commerce and ongoing strugglers, struggles excuse me, among big box retailers like Walmart. In November, CBL and Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment Trust also filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Mall operators slumped further during the panorama because anchor stores, including J.C. Penney, Lord and Taylor, and Neiman Marcus also filed for bankruptcy. CBL in Pennsylvania Real Estate, which operates 107 malls, well, that's CBL, said more than 30 of its tenants have filed for bankruptcy protection, including women's clothing retailer Asina. Washington Prime said in court documents that it offered mall tenants rent forbearance during the height of the panorama to help retailers avoid bankruptcy that reduced its 2020 revenues by $24 million. According to the company in 2021, Washington Prime's rent income is down about $20 million compared to 2020. Its earnings show during the throes of the panorama in 2020, 
Washington Prime's rental income plummeted about $127 million from 2019 levels due to the outbreak. Washington Prime said it reopened its malls in December, but sales haven't fully rebounded, and they won't after some states saw a second surge during the holiday shopping season. Hoping to generate cash during the panorama, Washington Prime temporarily cut senior managers' pay by 5% to 25%, froze hiring, and furloughed 20% of its roughly 775 employees. The company also sold a 43-acre property, the Westminster Mall in California, for $160 million. Fiat notes. Outspace retail apocalypse ensues. CBS News. Power dynamic, quote, might have tilted a bit in favor, end quote, of employees as job openings rise. LinkedIn Economist says workers may be gaining more bargaining power over potential employers and businesses as businesses struggle to fill open positions. LinkedIn's chief economist, Karen Kimbrough, said Monday, quote, we've seen a surge in employers looking to bring on new workers. At the same time, many, I'm sorry, at the same time, maybe the job seekers haven't responded at the same pace. I don't think there's a shortage of workers. I think workers are still navigating a lot of after effects of the shutdown, end quote, Kimbrough said told CBS anchor Lana Zach during a special quote, employment in America a shifting workforce. Kimbrough said some workers may not have childcare or still perceive the risk of returning to work as being too high for the wages offered. Quote, there's always a negotiation or a power dynamic between employers and employees. It is definitely the case. That it might have tilted a bit in favor of the employees at this moment because we're seeing the surge of job openings. We're seeing it across lots of different industries, end quote. She said U.S. employers added nearly 600,000 jobs in May and unemployment dropped to 5.8%, the lowest rate since the start of the panorama shutdowns in March 2020. Even so, there are still 7,600,000 more unemployed workers than before the panorama. Businesses, especially those that pay lower wages, have reported having trouble filling job openings. A recent Federal Reserve analysis found that some businesses were offering higher wages in response. Quote, employers are realizing that the sands have shifted just a little bit at this moment in time. End quote. I think hilarious how this analyst keeps quantifying this statement with just a little bit. She said some employers are offering job candidates more flexibility as an enticement, such as remote work or more flexible scheduling. She also said employers are being more open to candidates who can demonstrate necessary skills versus those who meet education requirements. Quote, there's much more open to looking for a viable candidate who can demonstrate the skills as opposed to just checking the boxes. End quote. She said, you may not agree with me, but now might be the, the perfect time if you're in a certain situation to either get a job that you couldn't get before or upgrade your job. 
It's possible. It's possible. CNBC Social Security cost of living adjustment for 2022 could be higher based on what do you think? Rising consumer prices. Rising consumer costs have helped push the latest estimate for next year's Social Security cost of living adjustments to 5.3%. Whether that will actually be the bump retirees see to their monthly check, <clears throat> doubt it, depends on the economy, including whether the Federal Reserve decides to raise interest rates. The 5.3% estimate was calculated by the Senior Citizens League, a nonpartisan senior group based on consumer price index data from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. If that amount were to go through, it would be the highest annual adjustment since 2009 when benefits saw a 5.8% boost. In 2021, Social Security beneficiaries received a 1.3% increase to their monthly checks. The Senior Citizens League previously estimated that the cost of living adjustment for 2022 could be 4.7%. Social Security's annual cost of living adjustment is calculated from the Consumer Price Index for Urban Wage Earners and Clerical Workers, or CPIW. There is still four more months of data before the official estimate for next year is determined. And trust me, that number will not get lower. The month-to-month jump in the Senior Citizens League estimate is due to rising costs caused by, what's the word of the year? Inflation, according to Mary Johnson, Social Security and Medicare Policy Analyst at the Senior Citizens League. The price of gasoline saw the biggest hike, rising 56.2%. Bro, bro, bro. Bree, wow. That's from May to May, from May 2020 to May 2021. Used car and truck prices rose 29.7% in that same year period. Other day-to-day items also saw spikes in prices. Bacon, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm playing. It's bacon. Bacon rose 13%. <laughs> Citrus fruits are up by 9%. And milk is up 7.2%. Not everything rose. However, the cost of ground beef, for example, declined by 5.8%. How those prices shape up in the coming months and whether next year's cost of living adjustment stays the same, goes up or declines, will depend on those consumer costs. Any action by the Federal Reserve could change the trajectory of those prices, though the Federal Open Market Committee is meeting has already met. My bad. The central bank is not expected to announce any changes. It could, however, and did, however, speak on its plans going forward. I got a couple more, and then we out. We're going to jump into the A or CNBC. GM expects inflation semiconductor shortage to add $3 billion in extra costs. Aye, aye, aye. What do you think that's going to do to the cost of your whip, your vehicle, your vehicular, your car, which is short for motor carriage? Did y'all know that? Car is a shortened form of the word carriage. Maybe you learned something. General Motors expects the ongoing semiconductor chip shortage and rising inflation to increase its expenses during the second half of the year by up to $3 billion. Fiat currency notes. CFO Paul Jacobson said today the additional costs include a greater than expected hit from the parts shortage during the third quarter, as well as rising commodity prices that will force it to spend up to $2 billion more than it did in the first half of the year. Much, if not all, of the costs could be offset by GM's performance 
during the first half of the year. Sure. The new forecast was driven by better than expected results from GN Financial Unit and improved near-term projection production because they were able to get some semiconductor chips that were expected in the third quarter, but they got them in the second. Just so y'all know, those those rising costs are going to be passed down to you and you and you and you and you. I see you over there. You too. CBS News, half of U.S. cosmetics contain toxic chemicals. This is to all my sisters out there, ladies, peep game. More than, and if they're telling you this now, more than half the cosmetics sold in the United States and Canada, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still messing around, it's Canada, likely contain high levels of toxic industrial compounds linked to serious health conditions, including cancer and reduced birth weight, according to a new study. Sisters, you're beautiful, you'll need all those cosmetics in any lame, selfish, shallow person, man or woman, that says that you do, you don't need them either. Researchers at the University University of Notre Dame tested more than 230 commonly used cosmetics and found that 60, 50, I'm sorry, 56% of foundations and eye products, 48% of lip products, and 47% of mascaras contain high levels of fluorine, an indicator of PFAS, so-called forever chemicals that are used in nonstick frying pans, rugs, and countless other consumer products. Some of the highest PFAS levels were found in waterproof mascara, which is 82%, and long-lasting lipstick, which was 62%, according to the study published Tuesday in the journal Environmental Science and Technology Letters, 29 products with high fluorine concentrations were tested further and found to contain between 4 and 13 specific PFAS chemicals. The study found only one item listed PFAS as an ingredient on the label. The study results were announced as a bipartisan group of senators introduced a bill to ban the use of PFAS or, wow, am I going to say this, perfluorical and polyfluorical substances in cosmetics and other beauty products. The move to ban perfluorical and polyfluorical substances comes as Congress considers wide-ranging legislation to set a national drinking water standard for certain perfluorical and polyfluorical substances, chemicals, and clean up contaminated sites across the country, including military bases, where high rates of PFAs have been discovered. The Environmental Protection Agency also is moving to collect industry data on PFAS chemical uses and health risks as it considers regulations to reduce potential risks caused by the chemicals. Quote, there's nothing safe and nothing good about PFAS. End quote. This is Senator Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut who introduced the cosmetics bill with Senator Susan Collins, a Republican from Maine, who went on to say, quote, these chemicals are a menace hidden in plain sight that people literally display on their faces 
every day, end quote. Um, That's on CBS News. The title is Half of U.S. Cosmetics Contain Toxic Chemicals. I want you all to pull that up and show it. Show it to the people in your life. What I got? A couple more. Southwest Airlines delays and cancels flights for a third day. The headache began with problems with a weather data supplier on Monday, then technical troubles on Tuesday, and the issue spilled over to today. Hundreds of Southwest Airlines flights were delayed or canceled again today as the company sought to resolve disruptions from earlier in the week amid a pickup in summer travel. The headaches for Southwest, which is widely credited for pioneering the low-fare airline business model, began on Monday night when a problem with a weather data supplier prevented the airline from safely flying planes. The issue was resolved within hours, but on Tuesday, the airline suffered its own technical problems, resulting in half of its flights that day being delayed and many being canceled, according to the Flight Aware, a flight tracking service spillover from the episode caused today's problems. The airline said about 10% of Southwest flights were canceled and another 19% were delayed by mid-afternoon, according to Flight Aware, quote, while our technology issues from Tuesday have been resolved. We are still experiencing a small number of cancellations and delays across. I don't know. Hacked? Hack. I, I, I call hacks. Hackeries. Hackenthals. Hackalation. Hackles. We got New York Post. Alphabet self-driving unit Waymo raises $2.5 billion in a funding round to all you Uber drivers, you Lyft drivers, my trucking homies, family Friends, brothers, and sisters, self-driving vehicles are on their way. Please plan your transition for making your money and sustaining yourself and your family accordingly. Alphabet self-driving unit Waymo said today it raised $2.5 billion in, it, in its fresh funding round. A year after a string of defections of executives rekindled concerns about the technology struggling to scale up the funding led by Alphabet, and other exi- Alphabet is the parent company of Google, y'all. And other existing shareholders is the second outside funding for Waymo, which last year raised $3.25 billion. So they're rocking with over $5.5 billion right now. Its first external investment round since its inception in 2009, Waymo has been widely viewed as the leader of self-driving Vehicles, but attaining the holy grail of the full and safe automation remains challenging as it faces growing competition from rivals backed by legacy automakers. There's no greater challenge in artificial intelligence than building and deploying fully autonomous technology at scale. This is Dimitri Dolgov, Waymo's co-CEO's self-driving startup are racing to build war chests to develop and commercialize technology in expensive and time-consuming process don't sleep we got amazon tests warehouse robots it claims will reduce worker injuries all my laborers you work in warehouses you work look here come the robots plan your transition accordingly your transition of how you will support yourself and your family they're going to tell you they're going to help you it's going to reduce injuries you're going to get more time with your family, and then suddenly they're going to lay everybody off. Amazon is testing robots that it claims will cut down on worker injuries at its warehouses, a nagging problem that was recently highlighted by CEO Jeff Bezos. The robot's nickname, Bert, Ernie, 
Kermit and Scooter. Oh, they got cute names. They're not going to take our jobs. They can pick up boxes and move them throughout the vast facilities to reduce the need for employees to reach up or bend down when retrieving items and thus limiting more strenuous movements, end quote, according to a blog post Amazon posted on Sunday. Ernie, for one, will take boxes off a shelf with a robotic arm to deliver it to employees. Oh, so they can, quote, remain in a more comfortable, stable, and ergonomically friendly position, end quote. This is according to the Post. The initiative is part of a $300 million investment Amazon's Jeff Bezos outlined in his final annual shareholder letter as chief executive in April when he acknowledged that the company, quote, needs to do better for our employees, end quote. About 40% of injuries at Amazon warehouses where Amazon employs 6,200, quote, safety professionals, end quote, are related to repetitive work. Bezos said in his shareholder letter in May, the company announced a goal of reducing the number of employees' injuries by 50% in 2025, which means it will replace 50% of the workforce with robots. But we'll name them cute names from Sesame Street that you grew up with so you don't freak out because we don't want you freaking out yet. New York Post, Google, LVMH, unveil AI partnership for luxury Online shopping. Louis Vuitton, Google, French luxury goods giant Louis Vuitton signed a deal to use Google's artificial intelligence to help sell products from brands such as Louis Vuitton and Tiffany. And top spenders will have custom-tailored online shopping experiences with the robots. Google's AI and machine learning tech will also help the company forecast demand for products and optimize store inventories, according to the company's statements. Yeah, here it comes. Oh, hackeries, hackathons. New York Post, McDonald's hit by a hackery. Um, I mean, the headline says data breach, but, you know, I like the word hackery. McDonald's said that a hackery in South Korea and Taiwan has exposed some customer and employee information, making it the latest global company to be targeted by cyber criminals. The attackers accessed emails, phone numbers, and delivery addresses. But the breach did not include customers' payment information. You're, you're, you're good. The details of the breach and the two reasons were the result of an investigation by external consultants following an unauthorized activity on the company's network. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Last but not least, these cool robots can sing happy birthday and even paint your nails. Aw. From sexual companions to poke-poke nurses. Robots are increasingly dominating the human experience. This is news to me. I ne- what? They're rolling into our everyday lives as digital sidekicks. Oh, oh, digital si- sidekicks. That's that's not that's nothing. We sidekicks help us, don't they? They're designed to be more safely, efficiently, and speedy, and take on our tasks. Oh. And while some bear human-like appearances and mimic human emotions, they're being programmed as our friends, not foes. Quote, they're just, there's just no way robots can fully replace the human race, end quote. Rick Tech Robotics spokesperson Miko Jong told the Post, quote, right now there are too many technological limitations, end quote. Right now, that's right now. The tech company created the autonomous robot waiter, the maitre d'. 
invented to ex- expedite food service at restaurants, the maitre d', which speaks several languages, tells jokes, and sings happy birthday, can read QR code orders and deliver meals from the kitchen to the customer. Quote, these robots aren't taking jobs away from waiters like cell phones. They're just tools that can help people do a better job. Um, how many people do you think lost their job when traditional hardline phones declined? Hmm. This week, it was announced that online retail giant Amazon is prototyping brawny bots nicknamed Bert, Ernie, Scooter, and Kermit to assist the company's 1.2 million fulfillment setter employees in lifting and lugging of heavy boxes. Don't worry. We're just going to help you with that heavy box. The company says its goal is to cut down on worker injuries and warehouses and blah, 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 blah. The robot, this robot, also robots that are putting art and artificial intelligence equipped with 3D cameras and a nozzle rather than a cosmetology license and hands the clockwork mini curist does nail paint manicures in less than 10 minutes for only eight bucks the customer inserts a cartridge of polish into, polish into the device similar to loading a pod in an espresso machine the customer then places their hand on our hand rest and says ready and the robot paints their nails one finger at a time uh, move over comfort pets the purple is coming to comfort kids of all ages with high-tech health care in the form of a robotic plush toy. Running on two AA batteries, the Purble has a palpable haptic heartbeat. When a child picks it up, its heart is beating really fast, but as a kid gently and repeatedly pets it, its heartbeat begins to slow down and it purrs. The Bellhop Robo Room service is here and while bots are popping up in hotels as buried as Times Square's Yodel, I'm sorry, Yotel, in, in that hotel they store guest luggage in Chicago's hotel EMC Squared where Clio and Leo deliver room service. Perhaps none are as sophisticated as the computational concierges of South of Africa's Hotel Sky. Bellhop bots Lexi, Micah, and Ariel offer guests contactless check-ins, carry up to 165 pounds of luggage, from the hotel lobby to guest suites and make speedy room service deliveries. Created by CTRL Robotics, the machines come equipped with sophisticated cameras and scanners that allow them to mimic human senses and responses. They can even scan guests' face to determine their mood. Nurse Grace, healthcare humanoid Grace, is the latest essential worker to join the front line in the fight against what? The panorama. Dressed in nurse scrubs and speaking in a warm cadence, the socially intelligent robot can listen and speak while a thermal camera in its chest takes patients' temperatures and measures their responsiveness. Wow. Um, that's it for current events, man. I'm, I'm, I know there's a lot. I feel like it's getting more, there's more and more of this stuff that's becoming apparent that I feel is my duty to bring to your attention. Bottom line, if you, if you are a driver of any kind, I suggest you start transitioning to a new field as soon as you can. Start learning, start researching, start learning new skills. If you're a, a, a manual laborer, whether you're working in warehouses or you're working in food, um, restaurants, you got Flippy the Burger Flipping Robot, you got 
you got a lot of stuff going on as far as worker replacement that is being pawned off as, oh, this will help you. This is going to help you not get hurt. And okay. Okay. Uh, you should do a search, like an internet search, you know, for different fields or jobs that cannot be replaced by robots. But, you know, it's, it's this coupled with rising prices, rising inflation, being priced out of homes. Crazy how the World Economic Forum said you will own nothing and you will be happy. Happy, happy, happy. Wow. So what we got here? Try and fake it or keep it real. What are we talking about? We're talking about substance versus form. What is substance versus form? Substance versus form is basically what you, what it is versus what it, you want it to look like. What it is versus what you're trying to make it appear to be. What it actually is. The substance. The substance of a conversation. The substance of your actions, the substance of a relationship, not the form. Oh, you guys look so happy. Oh, man, you, you, you seem like a really nice guy who could really be not a nice guy in substantive terms, but takes the form on the external as being a nice guy. Sociopaths are. But look, I want to focus this in the realm of trust administration because you know that's the forte here at the foundation so why does it matter when it comes to own nothing control anything and everything but really it's own nothing control everything anything that quote you own can be taxed to you or litigated away from you now, I'm going to do something that I really don't do, and I am going to read a portion from our private trust manual from trustee training. I usually don't do this, but why not? Whether or not you're in trustee training here at the foundation, I love you anyways. Straight up, straight up or a Todd. So, substance over form for tax purposes Certain legal standards apply to all transactions, regardless of the type of entities involved in a particular transaction or series of transactions. These standards encompass and are intertwined with the principles law governing arms length, self-dealing, and dealings between related parties. The substance over form doctrine. Substance over form is part of a well-established body of law addressing the sometimes elusive distinction between what are ultimately described as tax avoidance, which is completely legal, and tax evasion, which is not so much, well, not at all. Tax evasion is illegal. Blah, blah. Typically, a substance over form case arises when one chooses to structure a transaction 
so that it satisfies the formal requirements of a provision of the Internal Revenue Code in order to minimize tax liability. In doing so, one is exercising their right referred to by Judge Learn Hand in the landmark case of Gregory v. Helvering when he said, quote, anyone may arrange their affairs that their taxes shall be as low as possible. One is not bound to choose that pattern which will best pay the treasury. There is not even a patriotic duty to increase one's taxes, end quote. Exercising this right by means which the law permits is tax avoidance and is completely legal. If, when attempting to exercise this right, one goes beyond the meaning of the sometimes elusive line in the law, one commits the unlawful act of tax evasion. Clearly, the closer to this nebulous line one structures their affairs, the greater are the risks of crossing it. A properly structured and managed common law trust system offers more legal tax avoidance possibilities than any other business form or structure. Thus, for no other reason, it is imperative that those involved in these types of private organizations be very knowledgeable in the principles and standards of law regarding substance over form. In applying the Internal Revenue Code to particular transactions, the courts frequently distinguish between tax avoidance and tax evasion and between form and substance. In so doing, the courts have asserted that transactions are to be taken at face value for tax purposes only if they are imbued with a business purpose or reflect economic reality and integrate all steps in a prearranged plan, prearranged, rather than give effect to each step as though it were a separate transaction. Check it out. We got about 90 seconds left in the broadcast. I will go over because, you know, uh, current events went long, player. So I suggest if you're listening online, you call in. The call in number is 563-999-3625. Once again, 563-999-3625. I got a woman with a British accent in my ear saying that we are about to run out of time. We will stream, though. Once again, 563-999-3625. Otherwise, you will be disconnected, and you'll have to check out the rest in the archives. Blah, blah. These presuppositions or criteria are so pervasive that in combination they resemble a preamble to the code describing the framework within which all statutory provisions are to function. Section 482 of the Internal Revenue Code authorizes the commissioner, which would be the commissioner of the IRS, IRS commissioner, to allocate income between two or more organizations, trades, or business owned or controlled by the same interests. 
If the secretary determines that such allocation is necessary in order to prevent evasion of taxes or clearly to reflect the income of any such organizations, trades, or businesses, Congress enacted the predecessor of subsection 482 to prevent the evasion of taxes through such means as shifting of profits, the making of fictitious sales, and other methods frequently adopted for purpose milking, also known as evading your taxeries. Now, I want to pause right here real quick and say this. I know you're smart. I know you're really smart. You're really intelligent. You were probably the smartest in your class. You're probably the smartest in your family. You're probably the smartest of all of your friends and associates that you hang out with, that you associate with. But please believe me when I tell you, whatever you think that you can get away with, someone has already tried. The 1040 individual tax return and the 1041 trust and estates tax return was introduced in 1913. We are talking about 100 years ago. In 108 years, please believe that the Internal Revenue Service agents, the agency itself, as well as the statutory and Supreme Courts have seen it all, have seen it all. I guarantee it. And there is no future in your fronting. There ain't no future in the front. Can't fake it. Speaking of faking it, what we got here? Marcosian versus the Commissioner of Internal Revenue. This was in 1980. The Commissioner was able to show that the trust lacked economic reality. Marcosian accepted personal payment and deposited in his own account and later transferred periodic payments into the trust. The argument called form over substance drawn from Furman versus the Commissioner of Internal Revenue Service, which was in 1966, showed that Marcosian had all but abandoned the advice and consent of independent or adverse trustees. I'm going to tell you this. I know people are like, oh, man, I got, I got my 9-8 number. I got my WA. Look, fam, look, if you, are you employed? Do you have a job? Yeah, but, I, you know, I did my, w, my WA then, fam. And I'm sure there are exceptions. But whatever entity earns the income, that's the same entity that is responsible for any tax implications. Period. You can't assign income to a trust and legally avoid taxes. It doesn't work. You go to work every day, you punch in, punch out. Are you a 1099 contractor and the contract is in your name, quote, your name, the the name of the individual? If so, good luck with that, player. That's called form versus substance. You're trying to take the form of the income being trust income, but the actual substance is the income is of the individual. 
Versio versus Commissioner of Internal Revenue, 1980. Versio had a trustee exist for 18 days before resigning. He then had his two children function as trustees, which is a mistake. And they not only were not paid, they never attended trustee meetings and finally signed blank minutes. The grantor conducted all business, signed all checks, and kept poor records. The assignment of lifetime income was also incorporated in the trust in conflict with Colbertson versus Commissioner of Internal Revenue Service. Last but not least is one of my personal favorites, Dahlstrom versus the Commissioner of Internal Revenue. Dahlstrom advanced business trusts that shifted the income to offshore trusts in order to accomplish tax avoidance. He was indicted and convicted in district court and had all convictions overturned in the Ninth Circuit. Any reference to Dalston Trust is usually a broad criticism of the business trust in general and is usually an attempt to defame. To defame, player. The Internal Revenue Service provision is silent about what constitute tax evasion or when reallocation is necessary to reflect clearly the income of the entities in question. However, in any transaction between two or more entities owned or controlled by the same interests, owned or controlled by the same interests, the relevant inquiry under subsection 42 is whether the proceeds must be allocated to the transfer, quote, in order to prevent evasion of taxes or clearly to reflect income, end quote. To rebut such a determination by the commissioner, one is required to establish that he or she did not cash in on the gain. This rebuttal requirement stems from the judicially developed tax benefit rule. In applying the so-called rule, A, court, must consider the facts and circumstances of each case in light of the purpose and function of the provisions granting the deductions. The substance over form doctrine is the basis for the judicially, I'm sorry, judicially developed rule. There are a number of substance over form cases holding that a transfer of assets between related entities is to be denied legal effect when the transferee is a mere conduit between the transferor and a third party. The leading case in this general area is commissioner versus court holding company. In that case, court holding, court, I'm sorry, court holding company, which was a corporation, reached an agreement to sell. They reached an agreement to sell. They agreed to sell. Subsequently, upon advice from their counsel, the corporation called off the sale and declared a liquidating dividend in which the building was deeded to the controlling shareholders who then completed the sale. The tax court concluded that despite the transfer of legal title, the gain from the sale should be attributed to the corporation. The Supreme Court affirmed and stated, quote, the incidence of taxation depends upon the substance of a transaction. The tax consequences which arise from gains from a sale of property are not finally to be determined solely by the means employed to transfer title. Rather, the transaction must be viewed as a whole. And each step from the commencement of negotiations to the consummation of the sale is relevant. A sale by one person cannot be trans 
formed for tax purposes into a sale by another by using the latter as a conduit through which to pass title. To permit the true nature of a transaction to be disguised by mere formalisms form, which exists solely to alter tax liabilities, would seriously impair the effective administration of the tax policies of Congress. Congress. Subsection 212 of the Internal Revenue Code permits deductions of all ordinary and necessary expenses paid, one, for the production or collection of income, two, for management and conservation or maintenance of property held for the production of income, or, or three, in connection with the determination, collection, and refund of any tax. The courts have held that subsection 212 was designed to allow tax deduction, deductions based on I'm sorry, was not let me, let me start over. The courts have held that subsection 212 was not designed to allow tax deductions based on mere preservation of net worth and that a mere rearrangement of title is not related to management or conservation under subsection 212. The courts have also held that the following reasons for establishing trust do not meet the standards of subsection 212. Do not meet the standards. First reason, to allow real property investments to continue after death. Eh, does not meet the standard. Two, to limit personal liability. Eh, doesn't meet the standard. Three, to avoid probate costs. Nope, doesn't meet the standard. And four, to minimize taxes. Oops. Not, nope, nirps, nirps, nirps. The standards of subsection 212 are not met by simply restructuring the form in which one holds property. In order to meet these standards, the transfer into trust must aid in the production of income or alter management activity of property held for the production of income. Substance versus form. The courts have long recognized and applied the general principle that substance, not the form of the transaction, controls the tax consequences. See Gregory versus Helvering. When a series of transactions taken as a whole show that the transactions themselves are shams or that the transactions have no substance, utility, or purpose apart from tax considerations, the courts will refuse to allow the sought-after tax benefits of these transactions. See Goldstein versus Commissioner. Sham Theory, Revenue Ruling 80-74, 1980. Assignment of income. Income will be taxed to the one who earns it or otherwise creates the right to receive it and to enjoy the benefit of it when paid. See Lucas versus Earl. Mm-mm. Substance over form. And this is why here at the foundation, we offer trustee trading as an educational offering. We do not sell trust. Here at the foundation. No, it's never going to happen. Now here at the foundation, and you know, myself, Soat L, I will not be party to the mere selling of trusts. Why? Because it's irresponsible. Because I'm not doing you any favors. Because what good is it to give me give you a book of matches if you don't know what fire is and, and what the harm can be? What good is it to give you a Maserati if you don't know how to drive? You're not only going to put yourself at risk, you're going to put others at risk. You're going to put your family estate at risk. 
And this is but a mere excerpt from the manual that we use in trustee training here at the foundation. Trust administration is surgical. It's surgical. It is in essence a way of life, a manner of doing things that we are not used to. We were not taught. It takes time to understand the principles of proper fiduciary responsibility and proper trust administration and management. And then, and only then, can you be confident in properly administering a trust estate, a private contractual estate? And people say, oh, it's foreign. It's foreign because it's a contract that's executed under the common law right to contract. And no state can pass any law impairing the obligation of contract. It's foreign to the state's because the states didn't create it. Proper administration is absolutely necessary. And the Internal Revenue Service, they will wait five, six, seven, eight, nine years before bringing an action. And then they say, oh, this is what they say. The income to the trust and all the purchases made by the trust were actually income to you. In a grantor type situation Well I'm the trustee I want that grantor It doesn't matter We're going to treat you as a grantor For these, these specific transactions Over this period of time We've allocated all of this Currency or money To be your income That you did not claim And you didn't pay taxes on So you owe Taxes For all these years and there will be interests, penalty, and fees for not paying the taxes. And this is how they bankrupt you and they bankrupt your estate. You will be convicted. And more than likely, you will go to federal prison because an indictment over taxes is a federal indictment. And there are many people in federal prison due to Tax issues It's not a game And anyone who's been in jail Whether it's overnight for an hour or whatever Everything changes When that cell door closes You start thinking about life differently About how you treated the people you care about That you should treat them better And you what you took for granted And all these other things This is not a game It's not a game That's why we offer Trustee training here at the foundation Because it's not a game Because there's people that depend on you There's people who love you There's people that will be financially hurt Emotionally distraught and hurt If anything were to happen to you And most of the people that you're dealing with That that care about you Do not understand what you're saying When you start talking about trust When you start talking about 9-8 numbers And you start talking about foreign And you start talking about contract They don't know what you're talking about And there's no way that they can help you and what you're going to do, you're going to hire an attorney. Your attorney's going to play around with your money for about three months and then get you to plead to a lesser charge or something. You're still going to do some time. And in federal prison, there's no good time. You don't get time served. You don't, you don't get out early because you were a good prisoner. This game is high stakes. 
if you don't know what you're doing. Like the big brother says, you got to know what you're doing. Actually, the big brother says, you got to know what the fuck you're doing. But you have to know what you're doing. Then it's a breeze. When I transitioned to the private, I was audited. Hands down. I'm, I tell the truth. I was audited by the state. It was the state, not the feds. It was the state. Why? Because the state didn't receive their tax revenue income as the year before. There was a drastic change. And it was the last year that I filed individual taxes. When I transitioned and I was audited, I spoke to the auditor one time on the phone, didn't like her attitude, and subsequently handled everything via United States Postal Service mail. And because I was understood substance over form, I was taught properly and studied properly and intently because I have children. I have responsibilities. The audit was over and closed in about two weeks. And that's with me sending things in the mail. Why? Because I exercise substance over form. I don't fake it. I've never been a fake person. Never. I'm from the era of keep it real, and it's for real. All I had was my reputation and my intellect. I didn't come from a, a from a wealthy family, from a rich family, from from a mi- mi- uh, middle income family. I didn't come from none of that. So all I had was a reputation and my brains. And I'm from the era of keep it real. There ain't no fake it. And, you know, now it's the fake it till you make it. Okay, yeah, try that. See if you don't get hollered at by the commissioner. That's why substance over form. Substance over form. That's how they do it. And in trustee training, the educate the curriculum is from the standpoint of surviving an audit. That's why when you're taught to drive, you're taught to not get in an accident. When your parents, when your mom, your father taught you to cook, they taught you how to not burn the house down or burn yourself up. Not only were you taught the benefits of, yeah, this is how you fry this bologna player, you're also taught that, yeah, this will burn you your arm off if you spill this grease on your arm. You were taught to respect the fire. You were taught to respect the flame. You're, you're taught to respect the car or truck that you're driving. You're taught to respect the, the firearm that you're learning to fire. It's the same thing with trust administration. It's not a game. And people who think it's a game, I try to stay far away from them. I don't want to be affiliated with them. Because you're dealing with taxes. And it's the Internal Revenue Service, Internal Revenue. They look at your tax dollars as revenue. Income And it's not a game So you know You you could try and fake it You could you do Yeah You can you know Do a bunch of internet searches Listen to a bunch of gurus On BitChute And YouTube And whatnot, And try to piece it together On your own Because you're the smartest person In your family You're the smartest person In your neighborhood I was mentored by a group of individuals, specifically my trust mentor, whose 
business was to structure and restructure international organizations. He wasn't uh, he wasn't talking about oh, I'm private, I'm sovereign. He he never spoke like that. He didn't speak like that. Oh, the straw man. He didn't speak about that. He did not. He dealt with international organizations, and he told me point blank. Because I deal with international organization and structuring my clients' international organizations and assisting them with the portfolios, I need a structure that can operate internationally. And the only structure that's recognized to do business in over 120 countries is the contract trust. He wasn't talking about, oh, I'm sovereign. Oh, you know, my straw man. Oh, yeah. You, you know, oh, you know, my the form 56. He wasn't talking about any of that stuff. My 9-8 number. He, he wasn't saying, I, to, I told him my 9-8 number. He said, for what? I said, oh, so you don't have to give the social security number. He said, that don't matter. Administer the entity properly. It won't matter. They won't be able to touch you. Own nothing, control everything. A lot of people think Yusuf taught me trust. No, he didn't. Yusuf did not teach me trust administration. Yusuf is cold, and Yusuf recognized that I knew what I was talking about. That's why I'm on high frequency. But Yusuf didn't teach me, man. But I, I respect Yusuf mind. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. Deserving of everyone's respect, in my opinion, but you know, I don't have control of everybody. My mentor dealt with international organizations, individuals, families, businesses that did business internationally. And he said all the time, the most powerful thing in the world is contract. The states are run through contracts. The United States is run through the contracts. Countries deal with each other through contracts. The world is run on contracts. And, and with my clients, they don't want to organize in each state, in every country's jurisdiction, and fall under those statutory laws. No. They're going to do their business through contract because contract makes the law. So I know a lot of people, you know, they get into, oh, you know, but and I got my 9-8 number and I filed my UCC. Yo, check this out. That is separate. From what we're talking about here at the foundation That's why I tell y'all Go to spcuniversity.privatesidesolutions.com Yusuf got that stuff on lock He has it on lock What you're talking is public What we are talking is private Private contractual entities That are properly administered By trustees who recognize That it is form over substance we avoid self-dealing. We always administer at arm's length. We understand fiduciary rule. The fidu- Look it up. Do a, do a search, internet search. Jump on Google because, you know, it's the most popular internet search engine. Jump on Google and type in the fiduciary rule and read a couple different things about it. It's not a game, y'all. I mean, I laugh a lot. I love life. I live a luxurious life. Um, I, I have a great time. 
It's because I don't play around. And I, I only play when it's time to play. And with trust administration, there ain't never no time to play. Never no time. Never. Never no. Not a near nada. And I don't say this to scare you. No. I don't say this to put fear in your heart. No. I don't say this to try to sell you something. No, I don't sell. I offer. I'm a private. I offer private. Offer and acceptance. Contract. Forget the salesmanship. Because if I got to sell you on trust, on private trust, I don't, I don't have time. I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't want to. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. So I ain't finna force nobody to do nothing. I ain't finna race up on fact to nobody. And I ain't finna have nobody say, well, so said. So, no. If you can't stand on your own two feet, if you can't arrange your own affairs, if you can't set your own table, I don't want nothing to do with you. Because you're going to be a liability. And I don't need no liabilities over here. I'm a noble. I got a family to take care of. I got successors to teach. And I'm concerned with succession. I ain't concerned with success. Succession. And being significant. In my family. I ain't got time for the fakers. The fakers to your makers. The, I got my 9-8 numbers. And you, and you think you got some magical number and stuff that's going to free you. No. No. A 9-8 number. The, the prefix 9-8 comes from the Philadelphia campus of the Internal Revenue Service. And it signifies specifically a foreign trust or a state foreign that's why when you get the when you get the number if you call them they ask what country most people say oh I got to get it from a nine hey country and most people don't understand why most people just want the 12 steps just tell me how to do it so I could so I could do I don't want to learn I ain't got time I'm busy well if you if you busy you're gonna be real busy in federal prison out here doing this dance with these private trusts these private contracts Too busy to learn, too busy to read, too busy to do the right thing. You're taught to do what you want to do with your money. You can't do that with a trust. You need permission from the board of trustees. You need to show substantiation. You need to be able to substantiate all the transactions. And that you were were, uh, performing to the letter of the contract so that you could stay within the letter of the law. Otherwise, you leave any opening, you're going to get popped off. I've read many a Supreme Court case. Where there was a popping offington, a pop property, and even though it's black and white, black ink on white paper, words on paper, I I know these people got families. These people got people who care about them, depend on them. So you know, trust administration, in my opinion, is nothing to play with. And there's a reason why, you know, here at the foundation, we don't sell trusts. 
Got people, hey, man, I heard you got the common law trust. Ain't no such thing as a common law trust, man. What do you mean? Why are you lying? You, you trying to keep the information for yourself. No, I'm trying to tell you the truth. My name is Soap. I'm the seeker of truth and the speaker of truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. Ain't no such thing as a common law trust. There's a such thing as a contract trust that is executed under the common law right to contract. I'm very specific. Because they're going to be specific when they're throwing that indictment. They're going to be specific when they're going through that audit. I've been through it all. I'm telling y'all, they are very specific. So if, if, if you so choose, you can email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. You can inquire with regards to trustee training. You know, it's up to you. Or you can continue to be the smartest man or woman in the room, and you don't need nobody because you got this far in life on your own, and you ain't going to start depending on nobody ever. And if you haven't, then you ain't going to do it now. And, you know, do your dance. And, I, you know, good luck to you. I'm not a religious man, but I will pray for you. Because everything is all good until it's not. Everything is all good until it's not. But yeah, try and fake it. Try and fake it till you make it. There's a lot of things you can do that with, but not with trust administration. Not with your private estate. Not with your children and your family's future. Not with your children and family's quality of life. Ain't nothing to mess with. Might as well just keep the job. Keep the job, man. Go get a better one. Go get another one. Keep the job, because at least on the weekends, you can enjoy yourself. You can enjoy your family. Because to my understanding, the only, the only jobs in federal prison are in the kitchen, making other people's food, or in the laundry, folding other people's laundry, underwears and stuff, or on the grounds. And it doesn't pay very well. Inflation isn't hitting those wages and I'm not trying to like I said I'm not trying to scare you my intent and purpose is to make you aware it's not a game it's not so admin at welcome to the foundation.com you can go to the website you can book a consultation if you want to learn more you can email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com and book a consultation if you would like if you want to learn more, if you're interested in trustee training, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to tell you like I tell everybody, they jump on a consultation, like, oh, I heard you sell trust. Fam, I do not sell trust. No. We offer educational curriculum with regards to the administration and management of trust and trust estates. Education. Education is a charitable activity. Look it up. Do a search for charitable activities. It's a charitable activity. So, you know, with that being said, player, I mean, look, I, you know, I could talk for hours, y'all, but let me take a couple calls, man. And then I'm, I'm about out of here. Y'all know my routine. My routinery. I apologize if I got, you know, got a little intense. <laughs> you know, I'm usually a lackadaisical, real laid back, luxuriousness, 
Miss Miss But this stuff is serious man It's serious this is For real And you know I don't like to see people in pain It's one of my pet peeves I don't like to see people hurting I don't like to see people at loss Dealing with loss I don't like to see people struggling I, I like to see you enjoying yourself So you know what I'm saying I'm about to go to the phone lines What we got here What we got <clears throat> Excuse me 929-4056 929-4056 Peace What's your name Where you calling from Peace my brother Sister Yvette Kings hey, Queens Community My brother You need to Scare the crap Out of them Cause some of them Think this is a joke This is not a joke they sitting here, they running around thinking they knowing everything, and they don't. Yeah, federal prison is very real, and they do not give good time. You're going to do 10 months on your year. Let me tell y'all something. These jobs out here, the driving, the, the warehouses, yeah, they coming to them. But that's a setup. Y'all knew. Y'all knew from a few years ago. My brother's been telling y'all. Now, to the kings and the queens with the cosmetic issues, black don't crack. We are royal. We are beautiful, okay? Keep that crap off your face, out of your system, okay? Because if you look at most of our queens that have an inch of makeup on their face, when they take it off, you see the fine holes, the craters, I call them. You already beautiful, sisters. You don't need that. All those chemicals in your hair, let's keep it natural. We are already beautiful. Everybody's trying to imitate us. We don't need to imitate them. Now, as far as trust, education, because it is an education. It's not afforded to everyone. Only the people who are willing to invest in themselves and learn outside of the conditioned learning we've been programmed to learn from. Invest in yourself is well worth it. He's not selling you anything. He's helping you to invest in your generational wealth. Now, if you all noticed lately, we've been seeing a lot of our people advertising for corporate America talking about generational wealth you really don't have our real concerns at heart because if you did we would have knew as much as the Morgans, the Fairchilds the Rockefellers, you know what I mean the Queens, the Kings we would have knew as much as they knew hundreds of years ago so when you advertise on the commercials, generational wealth, you never had out generational wealth at the top of your list. You need us now because you realize we're getting woke and we're going a different route. To all the kings and queens and all the communities, I got a little bit of a nugget for you. Each one you reach Make sure you reach back over and pull them. Don't get so high up in the clouds you think you're better than somebody. And another thing, meekness, humbleness, and humility will open doors for you. 
and give you favor with people that you never met before. We need each other right now because we need to steer up our game. The only way we can steer up our game is we start helping each other and we keep it real. Stop being phony. Stop being fake. Stop trying to use people. Stop calling when you only need things. Stop trying to fleece my brother like you know a whole ton of stuff. Because if you knew all of this stuff, you wouldn't be calling into this show every week. You don't know everything. Some of you are trying to figure out some things. Some people are going to lead you the wrong way. The road to hell was paved with good intentions. A lot of people have been sending y'all down the road to hell. It's by the grace and the mercy of our ancestors that you are being led this way. Do not abuse my brother. Respect him as he respects you. Book your consultations. Remember, he is not selling you anything. He's helping you to invest in your generational wealth. And that's with good intentions, not like corporate America. Kings, queens, communities, because we're getting a lot of different communities coming over to you, my brother. I know that for a fact. It's a buzz. You are making waves. They need to know there's somebody out there that's genuine, that's real. They need to know that you have the very sources and the very people that some of them need to connect. You have what most people need. They need to tap into it. It's called education. When you link up with the people my brother instructs you to link up with, it's education. Don't try to fleece people. Don't try to use them. Spiritually, pay a man what they are worth by the sweat of their brow. If you haven't sweated, don't fleece the people that have because they invested in their education and they invested a lot of time, resources, and energy. King, keep the struggle going because some of our people are stubborn, but they're going to get it just now. As the economy starts to tighten the grip on us, because they're trying to make us seem like we need them. After this pandemic, we showed them we don't need them. We are stronger. We are investing in ourselves, our education, our generational wealth. We are buying properties. We are buying land. We are buying precious metal, tangible assets. We don't need corporate America no more. They need us. Kings, queens, all my communities, do the right thing. We need each other. My brother, I always keep you up in prayer. And I I ask the ancestors to guide you to make sure no harm or affliction comes to you and your family. Keep doing the right thing because... The ancestors are definitely proud, my brother. Be blessed, King. We'll talk in the private. Peace, kings, communities, queens. Peace. Peace to the gods. Definitely, yes. And peace to you, Sister Yvette. I appreciate 
you know, you keeping me in your prayers. That's that's one hundred percent love. Um, always always a pleasure when you when you uh, when you call into the show. Uh, I'll take one more call. This number looks familiar. Seven one eight eighty ninety two. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's the deal? It's me, Dow from Brownsville. Stay here. Hey, um, peace. How man. you doing? Oh man, I'm luxurious, um, man. How you doing? I'm all right. That's my my big sister. I got two other sisters below her. Um, with my sister, like um, if I hit one, the other two used to jump in. And my mother used to say, "Don't hit them. You're too strong." Like they have that Superman swing, band metal, and everything like that. Um, but anyway, like you were talking about asphalt, asphalt, asphalt. The way I look at it, as you know, like the bubble pop, you know, things go down low, and um, a lot of people don't see um. Devaluing something because it's low, they don't think it's going to take off. Um, they need to see the benefits of, um, you know, of the investment, you know, um, the product and what is it's going to be used for. Just like you got, um, 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 what's um, um, the domain, um, eminent domain. Um, so when you have eminent domain, everybody cannot fit in the city anymore. So um, people are going to have to start chopping down lumber. And um, I suggest that um, learn how to chop down lumber, learn how to start a log mill, um, learn how to start uh, all the things like that. But at the same time, um, uh, precious metals are good. You can take all around the world, but uh, without, um, you know, um, stuff to eat like, you know, uh, vegetable, um, some people call it like uh, provisions and without having any things to eat. Uh, people cannot dig for precious metals. People that cannot drive them on vehicles. Um, they cannot tend on um, the oil fields and so on like that too. So all that's good. But um, uh, I mean, somebody like they, you know, they could say, "Yo, we don't want your money here." You can go into some neighborhoods in New York, and if you flashing dollar bills, people look at you funny. It's like, "Yo, we don't use dollar bills out here. We use credit." So when you come to certain places and you flashing, this is like way back. I'm talking about like. In the 60s, you can go places in the 60s when people had credit back back then, or like um, in the 70s, and like you flashing dollar bills to them in the 70s, and they looking at you like strange. Well, we don't do that out here, you know. Um, you know, you go to certain neighborhoods, the crime rate isn't just like zero crime rate. You don't have to worry about you know um, people cheating on you, you know, uh, infidelity, you know, because they don't do that in certain neighborhoods. There's no infidelity, there's no cheating, there's no, like, you know, that. So um, it depends on neighborhood you go in, and they move differently, you know. It's like um, no crime, nobody getting shot, you know. Um, people like, yo, um, you know, they, 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 they let you know their family. They, like, take care of you if you're, you know, in distress or, you, you, know, um, you, you know, you need the help, you know. But if you go there and you're doing things that they don't do, like, you know, um, you know, fashion green, you know, on greenback, they'd be like, nah, we don't do that in here. We still speak they in credit. But this is something new. Um, they're trying to move everybody to the credit thing. But um, people, as we talked about before, they need to um, start growing their chicken, start growing their vegetables, their provision, whatever they want to call it. You know, they little cows, you know, for milk or cheese, you know, for eggs and so on like that. You know, they sweet potatoes, they okra. Out there in Texas, you'll probably have a lot of okras. They got dry out there. Um, you know, okras uh, strive in dry land. Okra's good for the brain. Um, but um, 
invest in some of that so we um you know that food so we could keep on getting them precious metals when things get good you know um, or whatever it is you know whether it be vehicles or whether it be art or you know anything that you know other than like eating because without the food the fuel to put in your body it, it, it can't everything can cannot happen you know you cannot eat the silver you cannot eat the gold but you can eat something else that can help you to get that gold you know that's like that but a lot of people um you know it's all it's all good but as at the you know if they shut down these supermarkets and they refuse they um jb hunt um jb hunt the government bought that company a long time ago i heard from some truckers um when it, um, people refused to, like, you know, they shut down, like, way back um, a long time ago. They wasn't making deliveries out there to, like, supermarkets and so on like that. I think it was in the 70s. But these things can happen again. That, you know, um, people want to stay home because of the un- unemployment or they, you know, um, and they did go on by, you know, so many months before they opened up another, um, you know, pandemic, um, some type of assistance. They not, they say, oh, it's going to stop, but they're going to open back up. But at the same time, I don't want to stay on the line long. Um, you know, I always uh, appreciate talking to you. Um, it's always a pleasure hearing from you, hearing from everybody out there. You know, I love y'all. Y'all keep up the um, the good work. And just be careful what you hear. Check people's track records. With their track record, that's how you predict the future. If they did it to you yesterday, they may do it to you today, they may do it to you tomorrow. If they did it to you last week, they may do it to you this week, and they may do it to you next week. If they did it to you in 2020... And they do it to you 2021. Come on, you know what 2022 gonna be. You know, that's how you, you that's how you predict the future. You look at somebody's track record. You know, and then you know if you know how it is, you know what's gonna happen. You know whether to deal with them, whether they faking. You know, you can fake. I always say I'll kiss some ass to get some ass. You know, but um, there's so much ass I'm gonna kiss. <laughs> and I and I I ain't really an ass kisser. If I'm bored, I'm going to kiss some ass. If I ain't bored, I ain't trying to be around and hear nothing. Because they, you know, it's not going to be reciprocated. Why well, I'm going to listen to somebody who's not going to listen to me. Why well, I'm going to be there for somebody who's not going to be there for me. You know? And what you should say a lot of time before in the past, you cannot get back time. That, you know, we cannot rewind the clock. You know, that the clock is moving forward. Yeah. So, um... I'm going to let you take the next caller. If you out, you out. You know, um, keep on doing what you're doing. And, um, you know, just keep on doing what you're doing. You know, and always remain safe. Appreciate you, family. I appreciate you, too, and protect you, the loved ones, and the people you're concerned about. Yes, yes, absolutely. You do the same, family. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Appreciate the love. Appreciate people for calling in. Check it out. You know, hey, Buryakasha. That's my, you know, my my Jamaicans will say Buryakasha. That's a, that's a rap rizzle. I know there's more callers. I love y'all, man. Um, I was gonna say I promise to take more calls next time, but I I can't say that because you know by the time I get to the end of the show, I'm ready to bounce, bounce. But, you know, I trust that you were able to learn something. I trust that at the minimum, you you achieved a shift in your perspective to the positive. You know, whether it be the current events, whether it be the actual topic, you know, try and fake it or keep it real. You know, or, you know, what I want y'all to take from the current events most of all, 
is that these robots are coming and this this whole push the robots are here to help and I mean look the anybody walk up on you on the street and and say to you hey man I'm here to help you I ain't I ain't here to take anything away from you automatically I'm getting suspicious like okay so why are you even saying that in the first place and I feel that's what I'm feeling with these robots and with this self driving and all this stuff and and oh you know with Amazon, there's a lot of people that depend on working at Amazon. Of course, they need to improve their com- their uh, conditions. But man, when when we lose the choice to exchange our labor to provide for ourselves and our families, it's going to be a problem. And I want y'all to pay attention and start to transition because here it comes. I'm not trying to scare you. Just, I'm trying to be my, my thing is to be informative I'm, I'm, I inform In, informer like like that old that, like that old rap song informer what did he say you know said that it means no man not to blame that lucky boom boom now <laughs> I'm, I'm messing around <laughs> I'm clowning y'all uh, it must be time for me to go but I appreciate y'all I really do as I said I trust that y'all learned something you know, pay attention to what's going on. Don't listen to the overall narrative because not everything that's being said is absolutely true. And the, some of the stuff that is being said is to prep you for what's coming down. And, you know, some of that, most of the stuff coming down, as far as I'm concerned, is not for our benefit. We need, we need to, you know, make sure that we're in a position to where we can ensure what's for our benefit or not. So with that being said, hey, look, y'all enjoy yourself. You take care of yourself. You know, if you want to email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Trustee training is open. Open enrollment at this point in time. You know, make sure you check out the website, welcome to the foundation.com. A lot of resources on there for the free, not for the fee. And as I said, and as I always say, you know, enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. But I include that in self. Take care of yourself. That's supreme selfishness. But, you know, take time to enjoy yourself. You know, life is crazy. Life is cold. But take time to enjoy yourself this week. And as I always say, take care of yourself. Say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night because it is important. It's really important. And for those of you who do that, Y'all see the difference. I've had people hit me up like, hey, man, I started doing that. And, you know, I see the difference. I know why you say that now. Okay, well, keep it up. Keep it up. Ten things you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night. And I will catch y'all next week on the hottest radio network on the planet, High Frequency Radio Network. My name is So L, the host of of, of the foundation, my bad, on High Frequency Radio Network. And it has been a pleasure. You know, I bid you good evening. I will you luxuriousness, and I will catch you next week. Love y'all. Peace to the gods. High Frequency Radio.